Jake. Say hi to everybody. Hello. So, what's your name? How old are you? And where are you from? Uh, my name is Harrison. I'm 17 years old, and I live in Georgia. So, what made you so interested in politics? Uh, about 2018, we had those midterms elections. We had like a, a governor's race in Georgia, and it kind of got me into it. Uh huh. I got you. So, what made you decide to start posting political content on TikTok? Um, I just felt there really wasn't enough voices uh, on the left for TikTok, and I was like, "Hey, might as well do it." I got gotcha. you. Um, so, would you? Where would you say your political views align, or like, what do you get on the political compass? Uh, libertarian socialist. So, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, I don't. I know you support Bernie, so I'm not going to ask you yeah. that question. <laughs> um, so, like, what? What is like your favorite policy um, that Bernie Sanders has proposed? Um. I think a one that really is underrated is, is criminal justice reform. Really? I yeah. got you. Yeah, nobody really talks about that. It's usually just Medicare for all or mm -hmm. the Green New Deal. Um, so is there anything that you like about the political party that opposes your views? Anything at all? Let me think. Uh, I just think it's good the writer, you know, pro-Second Amendment because generally some on the Democrat side are a little more uh, anti-gun than I am. Oh, you're pro-gun. Yeah, I think every person has a right to. Oh, I didn't know that. I, th I thought you were. I thought you wanted to like ban all assault weapons. No, I just support like universal background checks. Yeah, I do, I do as well. On and honestly, I'm kind of shifting my views. I think that there should we should expand like our mental checks too. Oh yeah, because I don't think that like people with schizophrenia or severe de depression should be able to own a gun. That's yeah, just. Like, I don't really support banning assault rifles. That's kind of useless, you know. Yeah. And all the research done into it says banning what they can get their hands on is not effective. It's uh, sort of preventing who can get it, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, like, you can just look at that, like, what would, when they, when um, prohibition was a thing, I mean, like, that ended horribly. Just, yeah. It, that, it was horrible. Yeah. People are always going to find their way to get their hands on something. So, what do you think? So, if it was Trump and Bernie in November, who do you think would win? And, what do you, do you think that it would be a big split or just like a just like a nail biter? Um, I think it'd be a tight race between Bernie and uh, Trump, but I'd give the edge over to Bernie. I gotcha. So the coronavirus. So what do you think about like the severity of the virus and how long do you think that it's going to last? Uh, I think it's very severe. Um, For sure. I know the talks of opening up the economy. I think that'd be a bit of a disaster. Well, I don't think that he was literally talking about opening the economy. I just think that he was saying like that's their goal. Like the end like the the end goal is to have everything open by Easter. Yeah, like I think, yeah. I think obviously very unrealistic and yeah, the probably. main goal right now should be getting everyone uh the stimulus package and shutting everything down as much as we can. For sure, I agree with you on that. So, do you think that the media is making it sound worse than it actually is, like by instilling fear into the people, or do you think that they're being more honest? Um, I don't think they're really blowing it up, really, because most of the time they're just reporting what the CDC or the World Health Organization is saying. Mm -hmm. I got you. So, how do you feel about Trump's response to the virus? And if you dislike it, what would you like him to do differently? Um, I think the U.S. as a whole has been a uh, very, very bad. I don't know how much of that is specifically on Trump. Probably don't know a whole lot more than uh, you or me do, but I know the U.S. Right. in general has been really bad. 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I personally think that we should have shut everything down back in January. Like when we started to hear it was getting really bad, not necessarily domestic flights, but definitely like travel with China and just like any international travel other than like repatriation of U.S. citizens. Yeah, um, that's what I think we should have done. But so that's all the questions that I like to have. So um, do you want to get into capitalism versus socialism first or do you want to look at the comments? Uh, yeah, let's get started. Okay, so first, let's just, like, I guess, state our positions on it, and then we can, I guess, not necessarily rebuttal, but just kind of, like, talk about stuff. So, I am a capitalist, and I believe that capitalism has created, has has been much more um, productive and just, I guess, good in, like, in um, comparison, like, to socialism. Like, um, you can, like, with other socialist countries that have been and gone... You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you know you might not agree with me, but like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just I think that there's nothing that has I guess developed more innovations and just new things that have bettered um life for just the people of the entire world that was developed by capitalism and that's that's the main reason why I'm a capitalist. So you can you have the floor now. Okay, so I'll specifically talk about a couple of things you brought up there. Uh, first of all, innovation, that's not because of capitalism. Every, and I'm being hyperbolic, every major like technological and medical development has been in the public sector. That's not true at all. Then list one. Okay. Well, for, okay. First of all, that example, that, okay, 79% of medical advancements are done in the private sector. First of all, they may have been funded by the government for the most part. I think it's about 85% or 85 or 90% are funded by the government, but they are done by the private sector. So exactly. Uh, the uh, public sector is responsible for the initial innovation, sort of capitalist uh, step in later in the process to, you know, patent it and modify it. But the actual development is done in the public sector. No, it isn't. The private, yes, it is. the private companies the most, develop it. The most basic of research, 72% of it is done in uh, public research institutions and universities. That's not necessarily like, true, though. The technology we're using to communicate right now was developed by the public sector. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. How? The internet was made by DARPA. Okay, just the inter that, the internet. That's one thing. And what about else, what, what about the, the iPhone? The what GPS. About the, iPhone? the GPS was made by the military. Okay, who All makes these, their, who makes their stuff for the military? DARPA is not a private company. The government generally the vast 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 majority of the time when the government gets stuff for the military they give contracts to private companies but like like the, an example like lockheed they make when the sr-71 blackbird was flying and like the other stealth planes that we have by them the government gives them money to make the products for them it may be for the u.s military but the product is made that's by, a little by bit the private sector that's a little bit different from what i'm talking about like all the technology and that lockheed martin was developed in the public sector, and no, there's well, a reason, it was developed there's by a Lockheed. Reason, there's a reason why this is true. Those uh, investments in innovation are unpredictable. They are expensive, and they're long term. That's not beneficial to capitalism. Capitalists want short term guaranteed profit. That's why they step in later when the innovation has actually been done. That's not necessarily true. That's just you just true. okay. So the GPS and stuff in the phone, it was yeah. developed for by the U.S. DARPA. military. Okay. By DARPA, not what, a, where, not a, where, where is everything? Maybe in the first iPhone. Where is everything else developed now? It's developed by Apple. The government doesn't make stuff. The government doesn't make Apple's current products. 
No, they, I'm not saying they make them, but every the piece of technology in the Apple iPhone is government uh, funded, and they do do small like modifications, like uh, really capitalist innovation is like Me Too drugs in the pharmaceutical industry, where they just dress up uh, old drugs or the minor innovations we see, like three cameras on an iPhone. However, the real changes in technology are done in the private or public sector because the private sector just can't do that. That's not true. It's the not... private sector is more able. You can just look at that with medical research. Like oh, yes, seven, exactly. 79, 79%, 79% Every... of the medical, of the recent medical advancements have been done by the private sector. But 79%. FDA approved drug, uh, approved drug used research from the National Institute of Health. Okay, what's wrong with doing research? What's wrong with the National Institute of Health doing research? Nothing. I think that's great. But I'm telling you, without that, capitalists wouldn't do it. They don't get any incentive from the long-term risk investments. That but again, takes. but again, even if that's true, that's not necessarily socialism. That's that's more nationalization. Socialism. Uh, no. Social socialism is when the workers own the means of production in a company. I know the, that, but what I'm saying is capitalism is not responsible for those big structural changes. Like you said, in a common, I think under socialism, we would have no new technology and capitalism responsible for that. I'm telling you that's completely baseless. The technology in our iPhones, the pharmaceutical drugs, they are the they are responsible or they come from public sector funding. They come so, from public sector funding, but are done developed by the private sector. The venture capitalists come in way later into the process when the innovation has already taken place. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But that's not exactly, that's not socialism though. I'm not, I'm saying capitalism is not responsible for every new piece of technology we've done. Yeah, I never it's, said it was responsible for every new piece of technology. It, the public sector is responsible for near on every new piece of technology. And we can see it right now. The supercomputer, uh, the newest bit of innovation, every one of them in the United States is housed in a national laboratory. Okay, but that's not socialism. But I'm saying capitalism is not responsible for innovation. That's my point. It is point. responsible for some innovation. Not the big structural stuff like what you're talking about, new technology. It's not. It is, it is most of the time. That's just not true. I think it is. <laughs> well, you're wrong. I hate to tell you that you're just wrong. So just because you say it means I'm wrong. No, I feel like I present a fine case. You know, every bit of technology in your iPhone was developed with public sector funding. Now, yeah, Apple, in the in Apple, the beginning, Apple, Apple has helped, since then. Yeah, they've Apple, organized it and they've modeled it. But and they've the, the new technology in there is not Apple. It's not. OK, the first iPhone maybe used a, a decent amount of public of public sector stuff. But since then, Apple has been responsible for taking that and completely innovating it all. DARPA doesn't make the GPSs in the phones anymore. But DARPA is responsible for the GPS. You it was get... responsible for the GPS in the first iPhone. Yeah, you wouldn't have got it without DARPA. You don't know that. That's just speculation. No, capitalism does not like the long-term risky investments it takes to have those gigantic... That's uh, not even necessarily true. Yes, it is. The mere fact that we got uh, pretty much every technological advancement through the military and... Uh, sort of other government departments again, is proof of that again the military the vast 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 majority of the time gets their does has contracts with companies that are in the private sector to develop their technology <laughs> yeah they uh That's contract, the, the vast majority of the time they contract companies to so you know make military equipment but again the technology used in that military equipment 
was public you sector can't funded. just you can't just say that every time it was public sector funded that's how important it is to innovation what i'm telling you because look, i keep bringing it up because that is essential to innovation right I'm not saying that the that the public sector isn't responsible for any innovation, and I'm not saying that the that the private is responsible for all of it either. But uh, what I'm specifically talking about is you saying that capitalism is this great source of innovation when it's not; it's the public sector. The so public not, the public sector starts a lot of things. That's I, the I'm, reason I'm, we have new technology. That's not always necessarily true, though. Then please just because, bring up an example. Just because the public, okay, just because the public sector develops the first thing doesn't mean that every you can just disregard everything else that that Apple has done and then say, oh, it was all the public sector. No, Apple, Apple, has, Apple has taken what the public sector gave them in the beginning and they've developed it into this. Okay, yeah, now they, everybody's saying move on in the chat. You keep okay. going, keep I'll, going. I'll, I'll I'll leave it off on this. All right. Apple has a very important process in modeling and organizing that technology. But what I'm trying to get at is the new technology does not come from a capitalist, right? It comes from the public sector. So we'll it does. It, it does at some points. It does at some points. So what, what's your opinion on um, like Amazon? Um, I think they're a, like terrible uh, corporation. They uh, ship jobs to the third world and they use products that are developed in the third world. They treat their workers like complete garbage. Jeff Bezos is running out the back with all the cash. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't agree with the fact that they're shipping jobs off to the third world. But I do think that, and I don't agree with him treating, when you say like he's treating workers like shit, like what do you, or like garbage, I'm sorry, I misconstrued what you said. Like what do you specifically mean? Um, they wear motion trackers and if they take too yeah, long I, to go I don't to the bathroom, agree with that either. he fires them. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. Uh, that's that, that's basically infringing on your constitutional rights. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Amazon or Jeff Bezos, by the way. I just wanted to, to ask what you're saying. I don't yeah, like the you. fact that Amazon literally evades any ta any taxes the chance they can get. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with them. I mean, they bring in hundreds of billions of dollars. Maybe not hundreds, but at least tens of billions of dollars and in profits every year. They should be paying taxes. You're, you're right. And you want to know why that's the case? And why because there's so many loopholes in the tax code. capitalist, right? No, they it's put, not. No, it is not. They're putting people over no, profit. You just said they're putting people over profit. Oh, profit over people. My yeah. bad. They don't want to pay taxes. They don't want to treat their workers good because the ultimate goal is profit. Well, that's the goal of any company. But you can't. But here. But listen, listen. You can't. The goal of a, the goal of any CEO of a company is what? Uh, to deliver profits, profit. To deliver profit, profit to, to shareholders. A, profit to a share. Yes. But that it just so happens that at the same time, a company like Amazon has developed a service that most Americans utilize weekly. I mean, oh, I'm pretty, I'm sure yeah, you've I'm used not, Amazon. I'm not bagging on the service, right? Amazon yeah. is a fantastic service, right? But it's yeah. achieved in unethical means, right? Yeah, I don't I don't agree with how he treats his workers. I, I don't agree with that. I'm just saying that you can't just look at the bad and then and then assume it's all bad because the reality of it is is while yes, they do some shady things and I don't agree with them. I think that they should fix that, but. Amazon at the same time brings a pro they don't really bring a product but they bring a service that betters the lives of every of Americans every day. I mean it's there's probably millions of orders on Amazon every day. Okay, but in the process of getting us that service, they ruin the lives or not ruin but it could be so much better for the people working under Jeff Bezos in service to him and us. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they should have to wear trackers. I mean like that's that's prop that's basically unconstitutional in my opinion. Um 
So where the rest should we take? This? So do you do you think that America that we should um should we should turn America into a socialist planned economy? Okay, well, okay. So it's probably good for me to elaborate on what socialism means because, to, or at least to me, at least because it's very complicated and it crosses a whole bunch of ideologies. So what okay. I want is the workers collectively owning the means of production, and I would achieve this through worker cooperatives. I'd, I want a sort of market socialism because I think market uh, principles are good. Supply and demand is like objectively true. So I think a planned economy is not smart, but I think a market socialist economy would work. I will acknowledge that, yes, there have been some market or I'm sorry, not market. There have been some um, worker cooperative companies that have worked in the past. Um, I don't know any examples. I'm sure you can probably name a few, but um, haven't all of those worker cooperatives been under a capitalist state? Yeah, they, they're within capitalist systems, but yeah, that's why they work because in, in America to achieve what you want is, do you want every single company to be a worker cooperative in America? Every single one? I think you can make exceptions for like tiny, tiny businesses, but okay. But like every corporation, every major corporation. Yeah. Yeah. So, it should be. But like, here's the main issue that I have with that for that to like, for that to actually happen, you would have to have the government forcibly telling these business owners to do that. And you can, I mean, you can look at any other example of where that's been tried in the world and it's, it's never ended bad. It's never ended good. I mean, it's always ended badly. Well, if you're talking about like the Soviet union and stuff like that, I wouldn't really call that a, I'm not talking uh, about this. I'm talking about Venezuela, Cuba. Venezuela's not socialist. Yes, and it Cuba, is. No, it's a large, a huge amount of their economies in the private sector. That was done by a study in 2013 in South Africa. It's very outdated. In the last two years, the Venezuelan government has taken over, I believe almost a hundred thousand of the corporations in Venezuela and made them into worker cooperatives and their economy has been on a steady decline for like the last however so many years well i hugo chavez was a, a self-avowed socialist even though everyone really call him one and venezuela is one of the wealthiest nations in the west so it okay what is the okay, quality if, of life for the people of venezuela everybody's equal but everybody's oh, equally it, poor it's it's terrible now but that's not as a result of policies because hugo chavez had greatly improved the standard of living and he was a self-avowed democratic socialist. Okay, but, but okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Again, sort of I, you brought up Cuba. Cuba was not a Cuba was state capitalist in the way of USSR and like they were total government planned economy. So I wouldn't really bring them up. Well the whole well the whole idea of the government going in and taking over corporations and making them work cooperatives, I would define that as a as a government planned economy. Yeah, but it, no, I, I still believe in market values. I want uh, employee-owned or worker-owned enterprises competing in a market for like supply and demand and prices and stuff like that. I don't want the government telling them specifically what to make and what to produce. I think that should be done democratically by the workers. Yeah, but that would never that would never be able to happen unless it, the it, it wouldn't in the U.S. It would not be able to happen. The workers can't just come together and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna take over your corporation and." You know, like Again, make it a worker cooperative. How to get there is that's a very good question, and I can't give you all the answers. That's a big ask, right? It's unprecedented. But I'm telling you, the result of that would be an overwhelming uh, positive. There's been a lot of research done in the worker cooperatives, and they are the superior business model. 
Not necessarily, maybe small scale, but I don't think no. a company like Amazon with like 750,000 yeah. employees could be a worker cooperative. That That's unprecedented, but I don't see, see anything saying that it would be uh, damaged by it because there's worker cooperatives of all sides. There are 50 member cooperatives. There's 50,000 member cooperatives. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that for to achieve that in America, you would have to have a authoritarian government take over and say, look, y'all are going to do it this way or you're going to be put out of business. Well, that would never be able to happen in America without that happening. And again, we, you can look okay. back to country. You can look back to countries like Venezuela that have done that in the last two years. The Venezuelan government has taken over nearly 100,000 private corporations and turned them into worker cooperatives and their economy and quality of life in Venezuela has been on the decline. It's has just keeps the, getting worse. Has the U.S. not legislated exploitive practices out of business before? I don't. I don't understand why that matters. Because the fundamental way that our business work is exploitive, child labor. We told businesses, "Hey, you can't employ someone under the age of 16. Okay, uh, we but said you can't work someone more than eight hours a day. We've legislated exploitive practices out of the workplace. I view as the current capitalist workplace is exploitive. So that I think is legislating okay. businesses to uh, remove exploitive practices, authoritarian. Okay. For to achieve. Okay. The other ones, they, they are not as serious as, as telling uh, private corporations that they must do it this way. Okay. It's, it's, we've, we've it's done that same. before. Not with we not with making today. them all not with making them worker cooperatives. That's completely different. That's like telling that's like telling a business owner that they have to give part of their company up to these people. Yeah, just I know because it's, they're breathing. I know it's, I know it's uh, further. I know it's more severe, but I view it as exploitive. So of course we have the moral like responsibility to legislate and force exploitive business practices out of companies. Okay, but again. What would happen is what's I, I don't know exactly what would happen in this country if, if we did something like that. I can't predict it. Nobody it's, can. But it's we unprecedented. Can, but we can look at other countries like Venezuela that have done it and it has I'm not ended good. Like your Yugoslavian example that you gave, that was an utter failure. The government, the whole system literally collapsed as soon as it was brought together. No, no, no. And, okay. it, infla it, inflated, and it invaded their inflated their deficit by like $20 billion, which for them was a huge amount. It was a failure. I can go into Yugoslavia, right? So do you, there was a guy named Tito, right? He implemented market socialism uh, relatively after World War II. I think it was like in the 50s. Yugoslavia had some high standards of living comparable to that of Western Europe, much higher than any country in Eastern Europe. Well, so, Yugoslavia uh, wasn't, wasn't exactly, Yugoslavia and, wasn't like messed up by the war as bad as those other countries were in Western Europe though. Towards the end of Yugoslavia, they started taking in a lot of loans from the West and that really overinflated their economy. And in exchange for a lot of that foreign aid, they legislated away some of the market socialist principles. But do you know why that their their debt was inflated so much? Because they had they had to borrow loans. It's because yeah, it was a socialist economy. They were doing fine for like I think it was thirty something years under Tito, and it and then it would ended in a failure. Yeah, because Our, of, the uh, U.S. economy has been doing. Yes, we do a, a, a we do incur recessions every seven to ten years. But I'd much rather have a recession every seven to ten years than have a literal experiment that has never worked anywhere else. Worker. <laughs> Do, like you're talking again, about making every major corporation a worker cooperative to do that you would have to have an authoritarian 
authoritarian government in power saying, look, y'all all have to do it this way and you're going to like it. That's like telling Jeff Bezos that he must give up part of his company just because the government wants him to. Because it's exploitive. Jeff Bezos makes like 2000 times his average worker. That's not OK. OK, wait, hold on. Like, haven't you said before income inequality doesn't matter? Income inequality isn't necessarily linked to poverty. But it greatly uh, enforces poverty and doesn't help it. See, there's a law called the law of diminish. Oh, what is it? But it's a law that says the more you have of something, the less you benefit from it. So say you have a CEO who's making $50 million a year. He gets a pay raise of $2 million, He's making 52. He doesn't really feel the benefit of that. But say you give that $2 million to the workers, there would be massive okay, benefit. And that's why income the workers. But the workers don't own any shares in the company. I mean, they might, but they don't own as much as a CEO, so it doesn't really matter. But they are critical to Jeff Bezos' wealth. He extracts their labor. He's how he gets his wealth. And then he goes and he you know, pays them nothing, uh, makes 2,000 times more than him, even though he doesn't step foot in their factories. Okay. First of all, two things. Jeff Bezos did not, while he may have, I'm, again, I'm not a fan of Jeff Bezos and the way he treats his workers. Not a fan. But Jeff Bezos didn't make his money just from exploiting workers. He made his money because he had a good idea that benefited the lives of every American. He worked for $120 billion. That was all him? No, he created it. I didn't say it was all him. He created a good idea that every American uses. You can look back at videos of him like, like 15 or 20 years ago before Amazon was like a huge deal. And he and had he, this idea and he turned it. He turned that idea into a... I think yeah. Amazon's a trillion dollar company now. It's a good product, but in that process to get $120 billion, he exploited labor. But that's not the only reason why he made that profit. I'm not saying, but again, how we no, how he got that insane amount of wealth is through exploitation of his workers. He pays no, them nothing. Not. He, okay. he pays he them pays them like nothing. $12. $12. And he's hour. making that and God knows how many times. Okay, like, I don't understand. I don't understand what your point is. What's the, the point work, of work? The workers are the reason he has his wealth. No, they're not. The yes, that's okay. how he okay. gets his income. What, ha what, what would happen if Amazon went bankrupt? The workers may lose their jobs, but I that's, mean, they lose their life, job. That is life and death to the uh, a majority of the people Bezos employs. They can't okay. afford rent for more than you know a month. Okay, let, let's not let's not talk about let's let's get away from Amazon because I'm not even a fan of Amazon. Let's talk about just like any any company, say a small business. No, not no. You actually no. You didn't say you wanted to work cooperative small business. But let's say, like a a medium sized corporation, say eight hundred to a thousand employees. So like a decent sized company, but like not a huge company. So what happens if the company goes bankrupt? The workers may lose their jobs, yes, but the owner of the company will probably incur debt, and it would be just a whole fiasco for him. If you carry the risk, you get the benefit. That's what I'm saying. Just workers haven't put any money into the company. They may have like some shares, but they have not put a significant amount of money into the company. I don't think that they deserve a say in what goes on. I think, okay, I think they deserve a say because their process, right? Their labor, I think, warrants them a say in what happens to their workplace, right? You're, you're cutting out. Can you repeat that? Uh, okay, so. You're cutting out on my they, app. Sorry, I just didn't hear you. They get a say. Because their labor is essential to Jeff Bezos's profit, right? Do you okay? So, do you like democracy and representation? 
in government, I don't think that private companies should be, and I don't think that workers at a private company should be entitled to have decisions in what goes on with the company. They're an autocracy, right? I don't, I am a big fan of democracy, right? I don't want workers subjugated and having no say in the role of Jeff Bezos when their labor is responsible for his enormous amount of wealth and he's getting paid so much more than them, even though, you know, it's their labor. But I'm failing to see your point. The workers can walk out at any time they want and find a new job if they don't like their gig there. They willingly agreed to working for that company. If they don't like it, they, they can go somewhere else. It's not okay. you're acting like they're you acting like Jeff Bezos and, and whoever what other other CEO is forcing them to stay there. It's that's not what happens. They what, can leave at the, any time. Exactly, but then they're gonna okay, so they can leave anytime they want and find a job somewhere else. Simple as that. Again, you're acting like there's just so much opportunity for these people when if they quit their job man, they how are they going to feed their kids how are there's they gonna three million okay before the coronavirus there were three million more jobs available in the united states than there were people looking for jobs there's plenty of opportunities for jobs plenty you can go online right now on like an employment website and find thousands of jobs just in the houston area that i live in yeah but like well, again the key question is why does the worker deserve a say in the like direction of a company and to me it is they are putting their blood sweat and tears into the company with their labor their labor is a gigantic reason and it's essential to jeff bezos's wealth and then you have uh, jeff bezos and the board of directors uh determining what happens without any regard for what the worker says Okay, what's your point? I don't think that that's exploitive. I mean, this, this is just this is just where me and you differ on opinion. I don't think that if somebody doesn't put a significant amount of money into a company, that they should have a say in it. That's just that's I, I where we differ. Yeah, that's where we differ on opinion. I don't think more, we'll ever agree. It's more than money. It's their labor. I just, I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever agree on this, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever agree on this. We've kind of hit a roadblock now. Um, so uh, I made a video about uh, capitalism being selfish, and you said uh, that's wrong. Do you think capitalism isn't selfish? Okay. In what sense? Well, I said uh, capitalism is inherent to uh, – the selfishness is inherent to capitalism. In order for you to succeed in capitalism, you must be selfish. That is not necessarily true. I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily true. So you don't think the so let's say the most successful capitalists, right? Billionaires, they're not selfish. I'm not saying well, okay, like which maybe Jeff Bezos, but like Bill Gates donates like billions of dollars every year to charity. I think he donates like a, a minute amount of his uh he no, he donates to charity every year. He donates like okay, I remember last year like I read something that he donated like this like billions of dollars to this one chair this one charity. I could be wrong, but last time I checked, the mo the person who donates their most in one year is Warren Buffett. Yeah, Warren like, Buffett it does too. It was like 3%. Okay, what do you expect? Them to just give all of their money away? You're not entitled to, you're not entitled to their money. I don't, Nobody else they, is. They shouldn't be able to get that amount of wealth in the first place. That's that's literally authoritarian, dude. Do you I think, think that the government has a right to just take their money just because they make a lot of it? They didn't make their money by off the backs of poor people. One thing you need to understand – 
these rich guys, they don't make their money off the backs of poor people. They create their money through voluntary transactions with people that are willing to buy their product. But they're underpaying their workers compared to them. Like okay, it's a, it depends on what you consider underpaying. I don't think that people that have a job that requires basic use of their frontal cortex to be paid 15 or $20 an hour, however much you suggest. Here's an example of, okay, so in 1960, the CEO to worker pay ratio was 20 to 1, right? You can argue that, I know, that may be a little too much. Today, it's 280 to 1. Okay, I don't understand what your point is. It was much better for the worker in 1960 than it is today. We have a fundamental, uh, it's exploitive because they're doing the labor and they're not even getting anywhere near the same reward as they used to. Okay, what's your point? That's exploitive. It's, okay, I don't know how many times it depends on what. This. Okay, I don't care what you. Th okay, what you think is exploitive isn't what I think is exploitive. Oh, can we get a definition? Let's look up what the Merriam-Webster has to say. Let me look it up. Because I think the debate of capitalism is selfish is just inherently dumb because. Adam Smith himself says making it is. use of a situation by treating others unfairly in order to gain a benefit. There we go. I don't know. I don't think that giving people that have a job that doesn't really, that doesn't really have much thinking to do have. I don't think that that warrants you getting paid a bunch of money is a CEO working 280 times harder than a worker. No, I'm saying that. Okay. In the beginning, a CEO had a very good idea and that idea. I mean, it benefits the way he gets all that money is because he had an idea that benefits a lot of people. Okay. That's what I'm saying. The oh workers, God. the workers that use basic, the workers that use basic use of their frontal cortex do not deserve to be entitled to this huge amount of money that you're suggesting they should be paid. I think it should be more equitable distribution, but you know, and if if they are absolutely integral to their company's uh, functioning and success in a democratic workplace, they'd be compensated fairly. What do you think about um, like the I guess what do you think about like the economies in like like the Nordic countries like Bernie Sanders always likes to point to? Would you um, be would you be and actually I want to I want to ask you. So would you be like so most of the companies in the most of the countries in the uh, in Scandinavia do not have um, they don't have a minimum wage, but they do have like very like. They, they are very unionized. Oh, yeah. So would, like, you, so would you rather be for a high... This is just like a question. This isn't mm -hmm. like a debate. I'm just asking you. So would you rather have a system like that where there's no minimum wage, but like very um, very union, a very unionized workplace, or would you rather have like a high minimum wage just to start with? Um, I, I'd have to look more into the specifics to see which system, you know, advantages, disadvantages, but they're both guaranteeing living wages. So I support both of them. I'd have to look more into it, you know. I got you. And you got to remember, minimum wage is not designed to live on either. According to FDR, the man who implemented it, yes, it is. Like, I don't care. Okay, when FDR implemented the minimum wage, it was like, I don't remember how, exactly how much it was. It was a lot less than it was now. And it used to be that you could, you know, work at McDonald's and you could support a family. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, I think that we should, I think that we should, um, rise them i think that we should raise the minimum wage to um directly like correlated with the amount of inflation yeah i would you know keep that's what it i at, think keep it at the poverty line okay um is that about it i mean that's that's all i have to talk about with socialism that was uh it. yeah we can talk about other stuff now 
Um, let's guys suggest in the comments what you want to talk about. Abortion and gender. We can do abortion first if you want to. Uh, okay. So um, you can state your position first since I stated mine first last last topic. So in terms of like uh, legislation, I think we should restrict abortion in the third trimester. However, morally, I think we should prioritize that the person who is having the conscious experience, right? Uh, a fetus in the first, you know, 12 weeks of a pregnancy isn't having a conscious experience. The mother is. So that's who I would uh, have the uh, priority over. Okay. So I think that, so I think that we should have, I, I don't think abortion should ever be, should ever be an option. Um, I actually recently did some research that suggested that abortion is actually never really medically necessary because you can, because generally speaking, when women find out that their, um, their pregnancy is endangering their life, it's in the third trimester. So at that point, the baby can survive on its own and you could just do a C-section and the mortality rate of a C-section is like, like a one thousandth of a percent. So like, I mean, it literally never happens. So that's what, that's um, what I think about that. And then, um, I, I just, I don't, abortion just should never be an option. In my opinion, life begins at conception according to 96% of biologists. And I, I believe that all life is inherently valuable and that we should protect it. All human life is valuable and we should protect it. Again, it's a different kind of life. It's not sentient. It's not having a conscious experience, which. Okay. Well, if you want to get into sentience, so like, what about somebody who got in like a, somebody who fell two stories and is in a coma and they're, they're have, they, they'll wake up with like memory problems or something. Like, should we just, should we just stab them too? No, it's a different circumstance. They were Not, fine. They were having, they were conscious and sentient and then they had some sort of accident or, you know, terrible thing that happened. It's not the same. I think it is the same. And I, th I think it should be up to the doctors. Is the person going to come out of their coma? No, then you can pull the plug. Well, yeah, that's usually how, but I'm saying in a case that, I'm saying in a case that we know that the person will come out of the coma in how, however long you want, and within a year or something, and they might come out and just have some memory problems or something. You think I, that they should? No, I don't think it's the same as abortion. It's not really comparable. I think it is. I don't see it as comparable, so. I don't think we'll agree on that. Um, what else? Bernie's going down just like Biden. Um, but like my whole my whole argument to this is is that morally morally it's wrong. Do you admit that it's it's morally wrong to have an abortion or not? Yeah, I, I think it's a brutal procedure. But then again, again, you know, then it, it's just it's a brutal it procedure, be, but it should be legal anyways. Plenty of brutal procedures are legal. Okay, but brutal. There's no other brutal procedures that are designed to result in the death of another human. That's, again, that's, my, that's the only goal with abortion is to, is to end the life of another human. Mother's having a conscious experience. My priority is going to lie with her and she should have the full option to choose obviously with restrictions, but I, I think, think that's, I don't think so. All right. Um, this person asked me to ask you what your opinions are on the Gadsden flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's so strange that like it was this symbol of a, a protest to authority, but then you're going to protest your allegiance to a, a government.
Well, no, it's it wasn't necessarily just authority. It was the whole history behind it was that the Redcoats were infringing the rights of the colonists and they flew the flag because their rights were being infringed. I think that like you know, like you know how like the Gadsden flag usually shows like up at like protests and stuff? Yeah. Like that's why, because the government like there was a lot of Gadsden flags like at the Virginia rally, like when they were trying to take away the the AR fifteens from the people of Virginia. Like, like the don't tread on me flag showed up there. Just It basically means like, don't take my rights or we're going to fight back. Yeah, our, uh, our rights are constantly being suppressed. So it's little... I agree. Just, I don't think what I agree in the same sense as you, but. Um, uh, death penalty. I'm um, against it. See, like, honestly, I've been doing some research lately and I'm kind of, um, I'm just, I'm kind of struck, I'm kind of distraught on it because I think it's like 4% of people that are, um, that get executed or later found out to be innocent. Yeah. It's something like that, which like, that's, that's obviously, that's terrible. But like, at the same time you have, like, I just, I think that there are some people that are so bad that we need to rid them from society completely. It's just, well, I think the morality debate's an interesting one, but I think the mere fact that we're so prone to just execute innocent people is reason enough for us to not have it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily that we're so prone. It's like four. I guess four percent is a pretty good amount when you're really thinking about four it. Yeah. out of a hundred people. Yeah, that's who true. You're you're right. Fully executed. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know. I'm. I, I need to do more research on it. I've been researching it a little bit lately. Um. Climate control. Well, if control. if you mean like climate change in general, um, I think that me and Harrison might agree on a lot of this. Other than the fact that I'm sure you do. You want the Green New Deal? Yeah, I'd support it. Yeah, that that's where we differ. But I'm just gonna, I'll state my position. So I I do believe in climate change. Um, I believe in global warming too. I mean, if you if you don't think there's global warming, you're not that smart. And I think Trump is starting to believe in it. But you never know with that guy. He might just you, be saying do it. Do you think it's man made? I think that part of it, I think that men, def, I think that us as a, as a whole world does have some sort of influence on it. Yes. But I also, I don't think that every little bit of it is man-made. So what do you think are the solutions in the capitalist Republican view? Um, I think that we need to invest like fun. I need think that we need to invest funds in defining um, like new sources of energy and um, part of the green I, new deal. Okay, yeah, but the Green New Deal also basically it puts insane regulations on like airplanes and cows and stuff like that. Like I think there's like a crazy tax like just for owning cows. Um so with yeah, so I think that I'm not saying investing government money necessarily into it. I think that we should invest like I think that private corporations should invest more into clean energy. I mean, like I started off, the public sector is the main driver of green energy right now. So let's leave it at that. Well, yeah, but also gr every form of green energy right now has some major downfall that will will not allow it to be sustainable for the rest of the population. Like forty percent of Denmark's energy comes from wind. Okay, but granted, they're a smaller country, but still, it's Denmark they, has like the population of like yeah, I said like, that, like North Dakota. They they've really used wind effectively. It's like some forty percent of their. Uh, it might be energy. it might be more windy there though. I don't I don't know necessarily, <laughs> but I mean, if the wind doesn't blow, you don't have wind power. I don't think an entire country could entire country that's the, the size of the U.S. could run off of wind power. Um, I definitely think that I I'm for nuclear power. 
Um, yeah, and two, that's one disagreement I have with the Green New Deal. Yeah, I think that nuclear power is definitely is definitely a very you, good thing. You can't go off uh, fossil fuels without a heavy investment in nuclear. Yeah, well, yeah, I I think, but here's the one thing that I disagree with the New Deal on. Doesn't the Green New Deal basically phase out the entire like coal industry, like like um, fossil fuel power? Yeah. Pretty much. I I don't think that I think that that should happen um, naturally, and I think that as we evolve naturally. over time, well. I think that you not, have the, the no, not, you have it, I don't literally mean naturally. You know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. They try and phase it out, but th those industries have a ton of power. So you really have to take some action against them. That's true. But I, I think that over time, if we if we give companies an incentive to invest in nuclear power or some other type of good, good form of energy that's clean, I think that that would be better than just getting rid of it like altogether. I, yeah, I, I support a heavy public investment in like green energy and I would definitely phase out fossil fuels. Well, like what I would rather do is like make it like raise the taxes on fossil fuels and stuff like that. Like when the companies sell it rather than just say like, hey, you're going to you're going to get rid of it altogether. Because I think that we need to give those companies like that over like a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think that me and Harrison will agree on the Confederate flag. I don't fly it. Yeah, that's so bizarre to me. And I yeah. live in Georgia, so I see it every day. Well, yeah, like the Confederate flag to me, it's basically like I support pe people should have the right to fly it, obviously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I but like should outlaw it. I just think that it's it's kind of dumb altogether because it's it just it inflames so many people like there's and there's there's no reason to. I don't think that it's the flag itself is necessarily racist, but a lot of people that fly it are definitely racist. Well, it represents a state that fought for the like legalized ownership of other humans. I you're right. You're right. But it wasn't. It didn't just represent that, though. The, you know, the main the main reason behind the Civil War wasn't necessarily slavery was a major catalyst. It was slavery. A huge, was it was a huge. Reason. The biggest reason was about economic sanctions that the um, union was opposing on the that's, states in the South. That's revisionist history. Um, was it every state had slavery in their uh, articles of secession? Yeah, and I, I don't support slavery. So, like, like don't try to make that. I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying the states seceded because of slavery. That's yeah. It was a, it was a big part of it. I agree with you. I just I don't think that a flag on its own can necessarily be well, racist. It was, it was other than the not other than the Nazi flag. That's that's a little different. I view them pretty much one the same. It was a Confederate battle flag. They fought for the enslavement of African Americans. That's representative of racism. That's a fair case. It's a fair case. I just I don't I I don't support like the fly. I mean I guess yeah I support the the flying of it. I just I I would never fly it myself because I'm I mean I live in Houston. I'm friends with it's a very diverse area. I'm friends with a lot of African Americans, and there's just there's no reason for me to fly it. Yeah, it's, there's no I, I don't see any point whatsoever. It's basically just a participation trophy considering they <laughs> lost the war. Yeah. Um, illegal immigration. So, OK, this is a good this is a good topic. I think we will have a, a good respectful discussion on this. Um, so I we may we may also agree on some stuff except for the part that I'm about to say. But I think that we should build the wall because around 20 to 30 percent of immigration comes through the southern border and a lot of the sex trafficking and heroin comes through the southern border, and um, I, I would the way that I would pay for that is I would take 
however much it would take out of the military budget because we don't need to spend one trillion dollars on the military. I'm for a, a um, I'm I'm for a heavy mili- a high military budget, but I'm definitely not for um, like a trillion. That's just a little bit too much. Um, and I support so I support a system like for the, all the other illegals that were in here. I don't think that we should just deport all of them and get rid of all of them. That would cost mm-hmm. a lot of money and just it it would not benefit us as a society. So I think that we should have some sort of system. Who's who's gonna pay for the wall, Nicholas? I just said we I would take the money out of the military budget. So um I would have like a system to where we we look at all of the illegals that are here and we say, look, what have you done while you were here? If you've been productive and haven't committed any crimes, I would say, look, here you go. Um, pathway to citizenship. But the illegals that have committed crimes and haven't done anything to benefit us, I would just say, like, like I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to leave. That's that's what I think. And I would also um, at this, I would also at the same time, once the wall is built, make the process to get into the country easier and and less cost. So yeah, I would support a pathway to citizenship. I think if you're here undocumented and your only crime is crossing the border, you should get a, a path, an opportunity to become a citizen. I'd also support making the immigration process uh, way more way less convoluted. I and agree. Then I'd still support some like aspect of a border. And like, so I think border patrol could easily, you know, handle the border. I think, do you think, okay, I think we should abolish ICE, right? Okay. ICE, 90% of the, the, um, child sex traffickers in the country that get caught are apprehended by ICE. But I think again, ICE was only made in 2003. It's not essential to border control or deportations. I think that can be done by other government departments okay but and ice they're not just coming they're not just coming after like uh illegal dangerous immigrants they're coming after like kids applying to college yeah i don't i don't agree with them just target i don't agree with ice necessarily just deporting everybody like that if they've done nothing um i just i think that considering the fact that they they apprehend 90 percent of the child sex traffickers i think that they're pretty good at what they're doing and child sex trafficking has definitely been on the rise lately. I mean, anybody knows that. Yeah, but most of the trafficking has come through legal ports of entry. Like Atlanta, it's so bad because we have Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. Yeah, I agree with you. But we should we should really crack down on that. But I'm I'm saying that ICE, they, they do almost all of the work for that. I don't think that we should abolish that and then just like try and let another government agency learn. I, I wouldn't see that as productive. I mean, we might just disagree there, but... I mean, um, but the majority of the people that ICE does capture are 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 violent criminals, though. Like the the majority. I'm to not me, saying yeah. I'm not if saying you're a violent they... criminal. We should deport you, but well, yeah, I, ICE goes after so many like just fine people. Yeah, I don't think that they should just go after people that have done nothing wrong. But I mean, you know, I I definitely think that we need ICE. Just just I mean that one statistic. That the ninety they apprehend ninety percent of the sex traffickers. That's that's enough for me right there. Yeah. Um. Thoughts on Yang? Honestly, I I liked Yang before he um before he dropped out, but I don't necessarily support UBI. But I I think that a VAT tax would help shrink our deficit a lot for sure. Um, I'm very conflicted on Yang because I respect him in a lot of ways, like. He did a fantastic job of bringing UBI into the discussion, even though I disagree greatly with his opt-in UBI. And since he's been on scene and he's been a complete hack, like they, he sold really? out hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he was a he was a very intelligent. He is he yeah, is a very intelligent he's guy. He's very smart. For sure. Um I gotta ask, what are your thoughts on um Ben Shapiro? I hate him. Why? Because <laughs> he, he's aggressively wrong on pretty much everything. And he his way of debating is just infuriating. He talks fast and over like college kids. It's not very impressive. Have you seen his debate with that dude? I think his name is Chank Ugyar. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And he's like, I, he's, he's Chank Uger. Chank Uger. Chank yeah, Uger. I, I haven't watched that. It's an interesting debate. I, I will say that like Ben, he he does a very good job of like trapping his opponents like in a debate, but he does he does straw man a lot. Yeah, he does. But I mean, he has a talented debater, whether you like to admit it or not. Though he just he he's clearly smart. Like he has a good is, yeah for sure. I just yeah, I don't, and I disagree with everything he says. Um. Well, you might disagree with him. You might agree with him on like the he he supports like a pathway to citizenship for people. Oh, I didn't know that. We breaking up. Who are nonviolent though? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. I, we uh, just broke out. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it went frozen there for a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, he supported the first step act and he also supports legalization of uh, marijuana. Really? Ben Shapiro supports the legalization uh-huh. of marijuana? Because he's a smart guy. If you're if you're smart, you support it. If you're dumb, you don't support he's it. He's just super like fundamentalist. I wouldn't have expected him to do that. Well, yeah, he um well yeah, he sees it as the same the same way I do. I think that the whole thing is it's just the the reason that it's it's just kind of stupid because i mean african americans are um penal or penalized for it more than white people are and i think that our it would even it would make our justice system look a lot better if we if we got rid of that because there wouldn't be so many african americans going to jail for it yeah i'd legalize all drugs so not necessarily all drugs if you want to reduce overdoses that's the way to go that's true I, i i have seen that with portugal Portugal did that and it was effective. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that because, like, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big facts over feelings guy. I mean, like, if if it's shown to be effective, I'm I'm for it. Honestly, um, I, I'm for decriminalizing them though, not like yeah, legalize. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't think that like I think that we should like penalize like the distributors, the distributors of it. I think that they should go to jail. But like, I don't think that people should necessarily just be um, arrested for using them. Like, do whatever you want with your body. Yeah um nick is slowly becoming a lefty no i'm be no the truth is is i'm becoming more libertarian as i learn more about politics i'm not i'm not any i'm not going to the left economically at all this guy like, knows that more than anybody legalization of marijuana is not like a left versus right versus thing you know it's authoritarian it's just, versus libertarian well it's, it's no it's just retard against smart people <laughs> that's how yeah. i see it anybody that there's no real reason it shouldn't be it should it should should be illegal there yeah. really isn't like like I, I talked to a cop once that lives in my neighborhood, and he said that he would way rather go to a party and bust people that have weed that are on weed rather than drinking alcohol because the people that are on weed are just chill and laid back and like, yeah, they're no threat. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, if you do get it, like if you like kill a family and you're driving, like <laughs> then, yeah, then you should you, go to then you should if you drunk get, drive or drive under the influence, you should be punished. I'm not yeah, against like that. like heavily like homicide. Um, firearms. We both agree on firearms. Yeah. Um, healthcare. So I will tell you what my, um, 
my preferred system to healthcare would be. I'm, I'm not an advocate for the current system we have. So I think that we should have a more of a free market in the healthcare system because, and generally speaking, free markets lead to um, the best, best quality of stuff overall and the, the least amount of money. Um, I definitely think that insurance should be an option, but I don't think that these insurance companies should have the power to jack up the prices on everything. And the patent system is also so broken because it basically allows these drug companies um, to form monopolies on these drugs. And I don't, I don't support any of that or stuff like that. Like a saline bag at a hospital costs like $80. Like that's just so stupid. I think that if it was left to the free market, you would get better prices um, and it would significantly decrease um it would it would be cost significantly less like for the government than like a universal healthcare system would so uh, a couple of things there if you leave it to the free market you have no restriction on price gouging or like monopolies no i'm not saying no 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 okay in a capitalist society monopolies it's very hard to make a monopoly in a true free market yeah but if it's a free market you won't have any restrictions on price gouging like you said you're against that but there's nothing no no market. you should still you you get um Price gouging is against the law now. I'm not saying like like just unregulated capitalism. I'm just saying well, that's the free market. That's free market capitalism. Well, I'm not. You know what I mean. I'm not just saying like let the everybody do what they also, want. Also, but another thing, we healthcare. Should, healthcare is not a healthcare is not a market, right? In a market, you need like two consenting individuals. One's you know they're both voluntarily doing that. That's not healthcare. In healthcare, one party is requiring the service. They can't be turned away. And what do you mean voluntary. one party? Is, what do you mean one party is requiring the service? You need the doctor, right? It's not voluntary. Well, you can go to a different doctor. But what I'm saying is, I think that if it was left to the to the free market, obviously, I don't support price gouging. That was kind of a straw man there. But you said um, free market, free market. Okay. okay, I'm not talking like just. Let the rain, let let go loose the reins and everything. I'm talking like the market we have. Price gouging is against the law now. Trump has been cracking down on it because people are price gouging all that stuff with the, like the hand sanitizer and stuff. I'm I'm not for price gouging. It's already against the law. But anyways, I think that if it was left to the free to the free market, not not with the price, not price gouging. Obviously, I think that prices would decrease overall, and I think that um, I I think that quality of medical care would increase as well. So one of the largest reasons that uh, medical care and insurance is so expensive is we have thousands of insurers and the billing and administrative costs of that is huge. I agree. I don't so support the we, private. I don't support the system we have now. No, but again, you're arguing that's with the, nobody. You're not arguing. I'm, you're not arguing with me about that. That's the result of so the amount of insurers we have. Right. If you want to make it free market, you're going to add more insurers to that. Not necessarily. I think single payer in Medicare for all would reduce the administrative costs of healthcare to like by 500 billion a year. But here's the here's the problem with that. So that's very affordable to the people that have it, but it's not affordable to the government. Well, national healthcare spending would decrease. So okay. the total so all the of those studies have been debunked. Every single no, one of them. No. No. Yes. Yes. There's some okay. So explain to me how national spending would decrease if you suddenly, if the nation suddenly starts insuring 200 million more people. How does how does it, that it, work? It would be about I think it would be 20 million something like that. But the key 20 is million, 30 million. I'm not too sure on the specific. You think that it would cost only 30 million dollars to insure? No, insure no. I'm all? saying how many more people would be insured? 
How many people do you think that are covered by government insurance already? Well, we have about 30 million uninsured, so there'd be about 30 million added. But again, the reason why healthcare is so expensive is how many insurers we have. And you said free market reduces prices. Guess what the country with the lowest healthcare per capita is, or healthcare cost per capita is? Okay. It's, it's the UK and their nationalized healthcare. And the UK also has a horrible healthcare system as well. N not at all. If you actually look at the rankings of healthcare, it's constantly ranked as the best or one of the best. Okay, I don't care what those ranking sites say. The 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 um the wait time, like for regular procedures, is is a lot longer than it is for this country. The the percentage of time to get like a same day appointment, I think it might be even a little bit better. I'm not talking same day appointment. I'm talking like like a non life threatening procedure, like the wait oh, time. Yeah, you have to wait longer for like elective procedures, but they ration it based on need. It, but that's that's the whole point. I don't think it should be rationed. I don't think that the government has a every every nation rations healthcare. You want to know how we ration it? The U.S. doesn't okay, but I'm saying that I don't think it should be rational. We have we have some the, we have something called wallet biopsies, and basically they look at your insurance, they look at how much money you have, and that determines uh, how quickly your care is gotten. Like we have thousands of people waiting. For, yeah, but okay, okay, yes, yes, and no. At this, you have to think about it like this: at like a private hospital, like what a lot of hospitals are right now. Um. You're the, the time that you get a I'm sorry, I just like jiggled my computer. The the time that you have to wait to get a procedure at a hospital like that is it's depending on when you get in there. And another thing about wait times, if you look at the average wait time, the veterans, uh, the VA actually has shorter wait times than private hospitals. Okay, that's the VA though. That's not that's not the yeah, same thing. That's socialized medicine. Yeah, but that's for veterans that's only. We're not talking about the whole country. You can't compare a small part of the country to the rest of the country. You can scale up healthcare. Okay, well, you can also. You also said that we could scale up worker cooperatives, and because you can, that's, that's failed any every other time it's been tried. Hasn't, but whatever. When, when has it not failed? It's been there's, tried like forty times, and it's there is worker cooperatives all over the. The you're, world and of so many different sizes. There's you're no right. There's I'm no not saying say it can't be. A I'm not. Up. Look at Venezuela. Venezuela again. The latest numbers I've seen, they had more. They had less public ownership than Norway and Denmark. That okay. That whole number. I know. I looked into that. What you when you told me that because we we had like a chat on Discord and I didn't. I didn't ever hear that number. In the last two years. The Venezuelan government has forcibly taken over and arrested the owners of private corporations and turned them into worker cooperatives. Nearly a hundred thousand. The I, Venezuelan I, government also completely took over the agriculture and the agricultural industry and took all the land from the wealthy landowners and gave it all to the people. That was a long time ago under Hugo Chavez. I understand. Yeah, the agricultural part was, but in the last two years alone, it was over a hundred, almost a hundred thousand companies were taken forcibly by the government. And turned into worker cooperatives, and the country's still on a steep economic decline. They have the worst inflation in the world. It's like <laughs> one million times. I mean, I can fully break down why Venezuela failed, and has nothing to do with socialism. Okay, part of it is sanctions. I'll give you that, but that's not all. Of huge, it. huge sanctions in 2014. Uh, the oil market completely tanked. 95 percent of their exports were oil. 
Okay, but that's not because of sanctions, just because of their oil no, market. Well, tank. the sanctions have drived a, a lot of starvation and stuff like that. Um, but again, their oil, the 95% of their exports, lost almost all its value. Okay, but that's not, that's not because of sanctions. I'm saying that they didn't collapse because of sanctions, but it's worsened it. And Yeah, uh, and th that's that's part of it. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, but the main reason the economy collapsed was because of oil. And in response to this, their fiscal policy was complete garbage. They just printed money because they had no way to pay for their programs because almost all of it was funded through oil. Right, so, but at the... So yeah, and it's just a you know great you know right-wing story to blame it on uh, socialism no. when it literally has nothing to do with socialism. Yes, it does. It has everything to do with it. Why do you think that the oil market crashed? It was a global crash. It wasn't exclusive to Venezuela. I understand that. But what has it? What has it been like since then? Everywhere else has recovered. Venezuela hasn't. Oh, because of their bad fiscal policy. They just printed money. And yeah, but you can't just... Is... Well, yeah, but that's what happens when you have an authoritarian government try and take over the private sector. That's what that, you're... That's what that you're is, proposing. That's no, what that's it's is, not. You're uh, proposing that the government makes every every major corporation a work cooperative. Fiscal policy is uh, not something specific to capitalism or socialism. You can have a capitalism. Yeah, I'm not saying it that is. would just print out money. So, yeah, it, they're authoritarian, yes, and they're very corrupt, and that also contributed to it. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that socialism was the only reason why. I'm saying that it's a major part of it. That's just not true, but. I, I'm pretty sure if you actually do the research, it is. I research. I have, I have as well. I mean, I don't know what websites where you're looking at, but um, what else? Socialism and authoritarianism are different. Yes, that is exactly true. that is true. But for socialism, for for America to be turned into an economy where it's just worker cooperatives for the corporations, it would have to be an authoritarian takeover of those corporations. The cor the business owners and the wealthy CEOs aren't just going to give it up. Yeah, you would require some government intervention, but actually how they operate and who decides what happens, that could be done by the workers, not the government. So what, you think that the workers can just colonize and take everything over? No, I, I said you need government interference to actually get to that point. But yeah, once you disagree with. Okay, well, and then, but I think it's for the better good. You know, you're ending uh, exploitation. I don't. I I disagree with you. Oh, sorry, sorry for chewing gum, guys. <laughs> um, according to Nick, Trump is a socialist. How is how is Trump a socialist? He's turned to the great Keynesian economics. I'm actually a fan of Keynesian economics in a time of a crisis like this, um, when we had literally basically no control over it um trump said laziness is a trait in blacks that's not even true that quote is <laughs> unproven look it up on snopes that quote is literally it's 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 unproven there was like joe, that he said that joe biden's probably said something similar joe, you know joe biden voted for segregation in the 70s right oh yeah he's yeah He's he said he said desegregation would cause a racial jungle. I know he's racist. I don't get how he's the front runner for the party that claims to be or why African Americans are voting for him when he's the modern like he's the father of modern mass incarceration. Yeah, I don't understand that. It makes no I, sense. Well, moder well, mass incarceration was really started by the war on drugs, which was Nixon. But yeah, but he he the authored crime, the, the, crime, the crime bill. Yeah, the crime yeah. bill definitely made it worse. Um. Ask me if he thinks white privilege is a thing. Do you think white privilege is a thing? Yeah. 
So like, here's how I see it. I think that all races have some, there's some privilege that is given to all races. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that. Um, what am I trying to say? What, what privilege do African Americans affirmative have? action, but that's a, okay. Do you that's believe literally in literally systematic privilege? Do you believe in equal opportunity? Yes. So why wouldn't you? Well, no, no, I, I, I believe, no, I believe in, yeah, I believe in equal opportunity. So why wouldn't you support an effort to help those who are disadvantaged, which okay. is disproportionately African-Americans? Because a, a lot of people bring up the SAT scores. They uh, don't have the resources as uh, wealthy white people because they don't have any generational wealth, right? They can't get tutoring for SAT. They can't take it multiple times. Okay. So affirmative action is equal opportunity. I don't think if you is. support equal opportunity, you have to support affirmative action. I don't action. think so. Now, the affirmative think, action is is racist inherently because it's saying that it's giving one race a benefit systematically. It's helping rather lift than other races. Okay, it, but it might it, okay, it might be helping lift them up, but it's it's literally racist. And okay, not, there, there was a it's state, helping there was, alleviate the problems of uh, like generational racism. So no, stuff it's not racist. Like Fifty years ago. The, the race that still affects African Americans to this day. Not, not entirely. Yes, it does. How can you accrue general wealth when just fifty years ago you were second class citizens? And there's red redlining still occurs today, and that had a gigantic impact on the African American community. They couldn't get loans to you know start businesses or buy a house. Okay, so there's a lot of people that are somewhat confused about this. Redlining isn't necessarily. Um, it, it was not designed to be racist. It just so happens that African Americans generally, this is not racist. It's they, they had zones. The redlining was the distinction between African American communities and white communities. No, it was the distinction between low income communities and high income communities. It and just who does that negatively affect? Okay, do you know what redlining is? Redlining, it basically, it's. It prevents people that are of a certain income class from getting a loan. So do you think that banks are in the business of giving loans to people that can't pay them back? It wasn't designed to be racist. It was just designed to protect the banks. Yeah, I don't – I'll have to read more into that, but I don't think that's true. It is true. We already talked about the gas and flag, and we already talked about um, abortion as well. Um. Affirmative action should use race. It should use economic standing. I think it should be mostly economic standing, which, you know, is going to apply to African-Americans. So, I mean, I just I I see it as if you get a certain score on the SAT, you should be admitted to this school. I don't think. But do you understand how African-Americans, because of their uh, impoverished situation, would have worse SAT scores? To some degree, yes. They, they can't afford to take it twice or multiple times. They can't afford the tutors. They're going to have worse public education. Okay. I mean, I just I, – I, I understand what you're saying. I really do. I just – I think that giving a certain race a certain score on the SAT and taking points off of another race is just – I believe that that's discrimination. I don't but, think it's unjust, and that's key to discrimination. Discrimination must be unjust. I don't see it as unjust. I see it as unjust, but I guess we just differ okay. on opinion. Debate kneeling for the flag. I mean, I agree that everybody – I've recently changed my opinion on this. I, re, I definitely agree that people have the right to do that. Um, I, I disagree with it entirely. I just think that 
Um, I, I think that it's disrespectful to the flag and it's disrespectful to all the veterans that fought for the flag. That's how I, I think it's about as American as you can get. Why? Dissent is the highest form of patriotism. The, okay, there's different ways. There's different ways to protest, though. Again, well, I think the original I the original intention of kneeling was to sort of symbolize the flag at half mast. Well, now m maybe, but now it's designed as a as protesting against the nation, Ex against the injustices exist that in the injustices that exist in the nation, and that's why they're kneeling to represent what, the flag at half mast. What is an injustice that exists? Well, particularly Colin Kaepernick did it because of uh, police brutality. Fair, um, but see, here's the here's the thing. You know how everybody always says African Americans are are incarcerated at a rate five times higher than whites. Therefore, there's there's dim discrimination in the justice system. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, you see, here's here's the problem with that. I just want to point that out to any everybody in here. So, African Americans account for thirteen percent of the population, yet they account for fifty percent. You really did the thirteen fifty. It's fifty. Actually, actually, fifty five percent. I'm. I'm. This isn't a Ben Shapiro thing. This is. This is me. This is a me thing. African Americans account for thirteen percent of the population, yet they represent fifty five percent of all the violent crime. Okay. White people account for, I believe, sixty point eight percent of the population, yet they account for around forty five percent of the population, or for, I'm sorry, forty five percent of all the violent crime. So. If you and the reason why that that rate is just kind of a skewed statistic is because if you say whites and African Americans committed crime at the exact same rate or at the at the exact yeah at the exact same rate for both their races, so if you do sixty divided by thirteen, so if they committed the exact same amount of crimes and everything, it would be four. They would be incarcerated at four point six two times higher, but they commit f about ten percent more crime than whites do, which is why. That number is five times higher. That, that's how I see it. Let's just look at specific crime, right? Uh, white people and black people use drugs at the exact same rate, right? Well, very, very little discrepancy. Yet black people receive far harsher sentences and far are far more likely to be incarcerated for that. Yeah, which I disagree with. I don't think it should be that way. I think that the solution to that is just legalizing marijuana. And, and is that not racial injustice? That's something worth well, kneeling for? Well, keep in mind, drug arrests are generally for the distribution, the vast, vast, vast majority of the time, not just for the use. I mean, we got people sitting in jail just because of the color of their skin. That's fair enough reason nobody, to kneel for the flag. Nobody just gets put in jail for the color well, of their skin. What I mean by that is they receive longer sentences, right? So they will receive extra time just because of their, their skin color. Yeah, which I disagree with. And but at the okay, time, answer me this: Do those surveys do those surveys account for past crime too? Yeah, uh, those account. Well, specifically the drug one, you don't really need to since they're committing at the exact well, same rate. Well, if there's a pat, okay, but if the African American has a African Americans do commit crime at a higher rate, so there's probably a chance that some of them in the survey have a past history of crime. So if obviously if there's a past history of crime, they're gonna get a harsher sentence. So why are they committing crime at a higher rate? Okay, you okay. So it's not because of income. I understand that poor people are more likely to commit crimes, but you can't just uh, saying they're they're poor, therefore they're going to commit more crimes. No, it's that's not what I'm saying. Argument. Someone who is impoverished is so much more likely to commit crimes. Okay, but so the real reason why they commit more crimes is because one, 
do you do you know what the the number one determining factor is in committing is in whether somebody will end up incarcerated for a crime or not? It's not income. It's uh the single parent household, right? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so if you're in a single payer household, your crime rate automatically goes up. Up, uh, your likelihood to commit a crime automatically goes up a ton. And what that has a gigantic impact on your income. If you only have one parent bringing in income, yeah, I agree with you there. But I'm saying it's, but the the whole premise behind it is that the reason why it's like that is because it, they live in a single parent household. And the reason why it's not necessarily the income is because say if there's like a two parent household with like two mothers, the rate, um, the rate that they, which they commit crimes goes down drastically. If it's a, um, two parent household with a mother and a father. Well, the, the gender of the parents literally makes no difference. Um, well, no, the, the dad yes. generally, the dad will generally teach, like be more harsh on like getting you in trouble and stuff like that. There's generally. been a lot of research into this and there's no difference. That's but, not true. I, I can send you some. Well, okay. Again, why are they so much more likely to be in single parent households? Because 69% of the African-American community of African-American kids go up, grow up in a single parent household. Yeah. But why is there single parent households? I don't because, know. Them. Because of income. If no, you're it's not, it's, be, it's not because of income. It's because they decide to leave. If you're financially unstable, you're going to more likely leave, right? Well, maybe. I, yeah, I don't, there you go. If I was, if I was unfinancially stable, I wouldn't just automatically. Oh, I'm going to leave. That's more not people a very, are likely to do that if that's the but, situation. Yeah, but that's that's not necessarily like a flaw in the system. That's just that's that's cultural. More if any. Well, no, but. You have to admit that our racist policies in the past have limited the amount of generational wealth African Americans can accumulate. Is do you think yeah, so? Yeah, sure. In the past, it has. Yeah, but generational wealth starting, carries starting to, on. But here, here, here. Tell tell me this or explain this to me. Why has the single? Okay, so there's a whole problem with that argument. This in the same time that the civil rights movement has made such tremendous strides in this this country, the single motherhood rate in the African American community has gone from 20% to like 69%. So like they definitely made less money before the civil rights movement. So you can't really say that it's because of their income because they're making more money now, yet they're three times more likely to leave. I'll have to look more into that, but I just, financial instability is so much more likely for uh, an African-American uh, father to leave, you know? Yeah, it is, but it was way worse back before the civil rights movement. Yet the single motherhood rate is significantly higher now more than three times as high. Yeah. Again, I think it's a because of this institution, like a generational a wealth discrepancy. Right, but it was worse back then than it is I, now. If you, if you could look at uh, the single motherhood rate of poor whites and getting compared to African-Americans, I think that'd be really interesting. I think it's 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 fairly close. Well, there you go. It doesn't look like then wealth is the uh, determining factor. No, it's not the determining factor because if you look at back behind in the you I, you just said yeah, the white me, rates would be similar. Let me, let me look this up just so we stop arguing about it when we don't. Neither of us know the exact statistic. Single motherhood rate by race. Um. Black or African American, as of 2018, it is at 65%. Um, 
white it is at 24 percent yeah but you um, have to look at income yeah i'm trying to find income that could be tough to find I'm, I need to find one that's factored, excuse me, um, into that factors income and race into it. Um, yeah, we'll move on. Any more comments or questions? Um, trans and military. Um, okay, so the reason why I don't think that transgender people should be allowed to be in the military is not because I am transphobic or I hate transgender people. It's just because it's the fact that I think they, they commit suicide at a rate of like 45% or something like that. And I think that, um, meant, I think that that's definitely a very deciding factor in whether somebody should be able to get into the military. And I know that they do mental checks before you get into the military, but just the fact that transgender people are so much more likely to commit suicide. I don't think that, um, I don't think they should be allowed to. And not only that, but like their drugs cost so much more and stuff like that. And that would be, we already spend so much on the military. I don't think that we should start spending more on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the problem, right? Only about 20% of the military's jobs are active combat. That's true. 80, the rest of 80% have nothing to do with combat and can be filled perfectly fine with, uh, trans that's, people. That's true, but not necessarily because, even like positions in like intelligence, like you still have to be in like your 100% mental state. I mean, like if you mess up and you're having going through depression or something like that can, that can mess everything up for everybody. Should the military only employ women? Why should that's a dumb question because men have way higher suicide rates than women. You it's know, not 45, it's not 45% though. Still it's higher. You don't want to take okay, that. But it's not 40. It's not almost half. And that's okay. So one in two chance they're going to commit suicide. And then why do you think that is? Well, part of it is because they have gender dysphoria, and I, I don't agree with the people who are being so horrible to transgender people. I don't think that people should be horrible to anybody. But their entire their part entire of it existence, is their entire existence is questioned, and they're told by, that they are they are not by valid some people, by some people, by most of society. That it's, is not no, not by most of Americans. Maybe around the world, but not by, by people who support their right to not even serve in the military. Okay, I'm not. I don't. I don't go out and bully transgender people just because I don't think they should be in the military. But the laws are so rigged against them. There's very little protections for firing someone on the basis just because they're trans. Okay, well here's the here here's the problem though that I see with laws like that. Because if you implement a law like that, then an employer is going to be like, "Well, I don't want to employ them in the first place because if if I have to fire them, they're just going to think, oh, shit, I'm, I fired them because of their gender or because they're transgender. And then they're going to try and sue me. So then they might not even hire them in the first place. So, like, I agree. There should not be discrimination over just trans over people like that in the workplace. But do the, you want to get rid of laws, all discrimination protections? No, I don't want to get rid of all discrimination protections. So you don't want you just said that it uh, would hurt their uh, like employment. Are you against protected classes? No, I'm saying that I'm saying that people would not may not want to hire them because they might have a negative effect. Maybe not over time as they become more accepted by society, but at first I just I don't I don't know that that would have necessarily a a good effect altogether. I mean, we can disagree on that, but I I don't know that that effect would be necessarily that. I just think the reason their suicide rate's so high is because they're a discriminated class and they're treated so badly by society. Yeah, I agree with you, but oh, that's definitely part of it, but at the same time like I mean, 
America like, is a lot more accepting of transgender people than like other countries are for sure. Than like the Middle East and Africa. I mean, Europe is way ahead of us. They're a little bit ahead of us. I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with discrimination against anybody. I've, I've become way more libertarian as I've learned more about politics. Whatever people want to do with their body, I could honestly care less. Except if it's a woman. That's that's not a woman's. It's not a woman's right to to kill. I mean, a, to kill another human. Most abortions are like before. Was it eight it weeks? Doesn't change the fact that they're a human. Doesn't change the fact they're a human. Um, talk about Caitlyn Bennett. I think that we can all agree that Caitlyn Bennett is very annoying and stupid. I don't even think right wingers like her. They're they're literally. I've never met one single right winger that has liked Caitlyn Bennett. Not yeah, one. She's infuriatingly annoying. Inferior, yeah, for sure. Democratic socialism versus socialism. Well, I think that like the idea that like Bernie. Supports I mean, I can explain the difference. Well, can I explain my what I think, and then you can? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can inform me because you know more about that stuff than me. Um, so I think that democratic socialism is generally a free market with an emphasis on like with the government emphasis on like social safety nets more, like a higher emphasis on social safety net, social safety nets. Excuse me. Um. And socialism is more just a, a entire planned economy with workers owning the means of production. That's that's what I'm. That's what I think the difference is. I might be wrong. So social democracy is what you were referring to, right? Free market with like uh, welfare programs and stuff like that. That's the Nordic countries. That's pretty much every other developed nation. And that's what Bernie Sanders wants. Democratic socialism is still socialism, right? It is a socially owned economy. However. It's achieved through uh, democratic means, right? You see a lot of these in South America and Central America. Yeah. So I, the labeling of Bernie Sanders as like a democratic socialist is kind of inaccurate, right? Because he's not really going after capitalism. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that he's a communist, by the way. I, I, that's just a TikTok. I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I actually think he's a communist. It, it makes no sense to say he's a communist. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that Bernie Sanders wants to abolish money. <laughs> no. Um... Um, okay. What kind of a retarded question is this? Are you suggesting we go back to pre? Well, do you said you question is that you said that they were better off that way. What was better off that way? That they had lower rates of single parent. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just, no, I never said that they were better off. I definitely think that the civil rights movement was good. I believe that everybody should have equal rights, but I, I don't. I honestly don't know why the single motherhood rate has jumped like that. I really don't because they're, the net worth of those families definitely hasn't gone down since then. I, 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 I truly would be. I, I don't understand. I really don't know. Okay, whoever, you, dude, keeps stop saying that shit, bro. We don't. We don't insult people. In Hangs here. out in basement. We don't, we don't insult people in this. I, I'm pretty athletic, man. Um. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I agree with you that I, income inequality. Yeah, it has. That's grown. I'm true. Not, I'm not denying that. Um, um, Brad, if you keep saying that, I'm gonna ban you from the stream because we don't insult the we don't insult the guests. Um, I like to keep it respectful in here, as you can probably tell. Um, I mean, I get it all the time in my comments. So, well, still. Um come to discord like the discord that i'm already in with y'all has trump done a good job of handling i think that 
if he definitely would have taken more decisive action in the beginning, I think that it would have helped us. But as of now, like where we are, I think that he's handling it fine. Uh, but I, I think, think that it, we're, we're not going far enough. And like his actions at the start were completely irresponsible, like telling people to go to work, you know, downplaying it. And the testing, I don't know how much of that is on Trump, but that's been pathetic. That's not that's not on that's not all on Trump. Um, Whoever's the, fault. The going the going to work thing. Um, the the testing would probably be on the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, the going to work thing. I mean, when there was only like thirty cases, though, I don't think that like at that point we should have been like, "Hey, you can't go to work." But that's how you spread it, right? Because the oh, thirty yeah, cases. But, okay, what happens- was the amount of? That was right, the amount right. of confirmed cases, right? The true case was was probably way larger. That's right? true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Okay, guys, I'm I'm straight, so y'all stop saying that crap. I, hate, I okay. W- what has been the deal with people commenting, "Nick, are you a barb?" in my comments? I get that all the time now. I don't understand that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. too sure what that means. Yes, proud snowflake is pro gun. Pink tax. So I don't really know a whole ton about the pink tax, but I'm pretty sure that it has to do with like um, taxing. Um, yeah, I have no idea what that means. I think it's taxing like stuff with like women's. Um, I think it's, it's like taxing birth control and stuff like that. No, I, not at all. Why would it, you make it not, more unaffordable? No, I think I think that's what the pink tax is. To make it more expensive in the. Here, let me look it up. Pink tax. Pink tax is a phenomenon often attributed as a form of gender-based price discrimination with the name stemming from the observation that many of the affected products are pink. This is sometimes but not always a literal tax. What? It's kind of a hypothetical. Oh. Female razors cost more. Well, generally speaking, male razors are a lot less complicated than female razors. At least the disposable ones are anyways. Um, do you believe in the wage gap? Well, like, like the statistic is real, but it's kind it, it's kind of, it's, it's not very representative. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we agree on that because like men, Nick, you're broke. I mean, you're not exactly wrong. I don't have a ton of money. I um, think if we could look at like all the factors included, I haven't really looked to see if there's a number on that, but well, it's just I, like, um, it's just like amount of the amount of money that each gender. Yeah, no, I would want to see like, if you accounted like extra hours work, none of that's accounted. That's why it's, a yeah, I know, statistic. but I think we should see what it's like if we account for all this. Well, yeah. So there was, I can send you this link by DM. There was actually a study done. I think it was by Harvard that they did a study in the, in like the 10 biggest cities in the, in the country. And, um, so like they took a survey of men and women that all had the same qual- job qualifications and every- same experience and everything. And um, they worked all the same hours and all that stuff. And they found out that women actually made a little bit more than men did, which I found very interesting. But I mean, that's just one study. So you can't like take it by myself. Yeah, I'd have to look into it. But yeah, the gender pay gap statistic is very flawed because um, it doesn't account for hours worked, like the type of job or anything like that. Um, talk about how China covered up the virus. Well, they did at the beginning because they lied about the number of cases that there were initially, and they 
they basically did not. They stuck their heads in the sand about it for like a month. Yeah, they did a pretty poor job, but they've uh, done pretty remarkable with it now. Yeah, if they're telling the truth, which you know they could lie. Yeah, if they're, but the whole point is initially, I mean, do they, you call they it basically the, the Do you call world. it the Chinese virus? I do it for TikTok, but like when I'm actually talking to people, I don't say Chinese virus. Yeah, it just makes no sense because when you name a virus after a specific place, it's because it's an endemic. When a pandemic is global, you don't name it after a specific place. Yeah, I like the idea that people justify it because the Chinese are to blame. Again, that's completely no. Like we're not. No no, 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 no. When people are, we're not saying the Chinese people are to blame. We're saying the Chinese government is to blame. Yeah, but that's not how you name a virus. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't actually use that. I just use it for TikTok. But yeah, excuse me. Um, what was I going to say? But it's not racist, though. It's certainly uh, provoked a lot of xenophobia, and the reason to call I don't it think is it has very people are, questionable. People are going to be xenophobic, and they're, whether they're going to be xenophobic, if somebody's not xenophobic to start with, they're not going to just become xenophobic because it's called the Chinese virus. It inspires it. I don't know. Not. I. I don't think it would. Nick, why aren't you this mature on TikTok? Because guys, TikTok is a lot different than like like a political discussion. Nick, how much is on your white privilege check? So I had a job this summer and I got paid $7.25 an hour and I didn't complain about it. Um, and I sat as a lifeguard in the hot sun and had to jump in the pool like Well, twice. when people talk about white privilege, no one's saying that white people can't struggle. It's just that they're not going to struggle because of like race-based discrimination. Well, I, wouldn't, you know? I wouldn't say that I'm str – I, I wasn't saying I was struggling. Yeah, I was just talking more in general. Yeah, I was just saying that I um, – that I, I mean, I made seven twenty-five an hour, and I sat out in the one hundred degree heat all day, and I actually had to like, like jump in and save a bunch of people. But I didn't, I didn't. It's always like these big fat people that like they would get to the end of the wave pool and just like, not it wouldn't work. Um, talk about gay rights. I think me and him can both agree here. And I don't. <laughs> Who's against that? I don't. Well, there are some some boomers are, but I'm not. I mean. Whatever y'all do in your whatever people do in their bedroom is no business of the state or my business. Whatsoever. Do you do you support protections of them for being fired in like workplaces for specifically being gay? Well, yeah, I don't think that anybody should fire anybody just because they're gay or because they're transgender. Well, um, Trump, well, Trump has reversed that. Well, but there again, there is kind of sometimes that can ne not necessarily be a a good thing though. Like when you have those laws in place, because then some people might not want to hire them just because of that. Just like you see that now, like some people don't want to hire women because of that. That they can't fire them on the basis. What? No, 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 no. I did not mean no. Some people don't hire women now because they're worried. They're worried that um, how is LGBT heterophobic? I, I didn't actually think that that was just in one of my TikToks. Nick, you don't have to defend everything Trump does. Yeah, I mean, I I, I disagree. The, honestly, guys, y'all can like upload this to TikTok or whatever. I could honestly care less. But get me on the record saying, the more that I learn about politics, the more that I disagree with Trump. Just saying. I yeah, agree so, with a lot of the stuff he does, but I don't agree with everything. I mean, no president's been perfect. So, yeah, he's done a ton of bad. And if you just pay any I don't think he's of, done a ton of bad. Oh, yes, he has. But if you pay any kind of attention, you'll realize that. I, I, I see what he's done that is bad, but I don't think that he's done a ton of bad. I mean, 
What do you think about the First Step Act? Do you agree with that? Oh, that's fine. Like that's I would go way further, but again, it's not bad. I got you. Um, people are spraying nurses with Lysol gas stations. What? What? I can't find that. I can't find that. Um, favorite Subway sandwich. I don't need it, Subway. I'll be honest, Proud Snowflake is a lot smarter than I thought. I have respect for him now after listening. That's good. Okay, I don't get what is the somebody tell me in the comments what this is about. I don't understand this. Shout out to Clarissa, one of the Proud Snowflake simps. Um, debate religion. That, that's a very long comment. Yeah, that is. That would take, that would, we've already been on here for an hour and 35 minutes. That would take probably more than another hour. And I'm probably going to end this pretty soon because this is definitely my longest one so far. Um, Guys, what does this mean? I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Somebody just tell me what it means. Community college tuition. Like, what about it? I mean, it should be free. I, I disagree, but. Um, favorite political TikTokers. Honestly, I'm fine with everybody as long as you don't just put out stuff that's like racist or something. Um, okay, whoever spam this in the comments, you suck. Um, hey, there's someone from the Discord, they were in there before. <laughs> Young Lord, another Discord member. I, I, I barely ever go on that Discord. Trump being the best president since Reagan. Ooh. The more Reagan, he did. I like his tax cuts and everything, but I disagree with him a lot on stuff. Reagan's one of the worst presidents of all time. I don't. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he definitely wasn't as good as everybody says he is. So let me give you all my reasoning behind that. Okay, say the R word again. I dare you. Retard. I'll say that all I want. I'm not insulting people that are that are um, that have mental illnesses. I'm, it's just the definition of retard has kind of shifted. Um, okay, so the reason why I have some, a lot of issues with Ronald Reagan is because his foreign policy was garbage. He he destabilized a lot of countries in South and Central America. Um, I liked his tax cut. I it created a lot of it was it, maybe it didn't create all the jobs, but it, it sure played into it some. I mean, he created almost as many jobs as Bill Clinton um, in about half the time because as he went into his first term, the economy was going into recession, and then. Um, he did put us into another one, though. Nah, there nah. was a gigantic one. There was a deep, there was a medium-sized one, but I mean, there is going to be. Isn't the largest like the single stock day loss during Reagan it was in like nineteen eighty-seven? No, the, the long, the longest single stock day loss was under Trump, like last week. Like I think as a, I think as a percentage though, nineteen eighty-seven was worse. But I'll have well, to look at that. The Dow lost the most during the Trump administration. But that's not because of Trump. It's because of the coronavirus. Um, okay, but back to Ronald Reagan. So I agree with him cutting taxes and all that stuff. But here's the thing. He largely like increased government spending, which just made our deficit blow up. So like, here's my thing. I'm all for supply side economics. But if you're going to cut taxes, you have to cut spending too. Like you can't just you can't just cut taxes and increase spending. That's not how it works. Um. But yeah, yeah his foreign policy is easily the worst in American history. It was definitely not very good. So I don't know. I mean, 
I agree with him economically, but not necessarily everything else. He did also while he was governor of California, he enacted gun legislation because of the Black Panthers. Yeah, and that that's another thing that I disagree with. I don't agree with his position on gun control. Um we already talked about ICE, trans rights, say it back. I agree with trans rights. I think that everybody should have rights. What you do with your body is no business of the state, in my opinion. Unless it's unless it's abortion, because that's that's a genocide. Um, we can disagree on that, but, um, we already talked about ice guys. Nick thinks Eminem is the best rapper. Honestly, I'm not that into rap music. Yeah. I don't really listen to much music. Eminem's not bad though. I mean, he's definitely not the best of all time. Probably Tupac is Tupac is one of the best for sure. JFK. JFK, um, he was definitely a supply sider. He wasn't as supply side as say Ronald Reagan as per se Ronald Reagan. Um, he fought for universal well, he at least wanted universal health care. I don't know if he fought for it, which I disagree with. Um Yeah, he's one of the more left wing presidents we had, and I'd I wish he'd just got more time. That's one reason like and he did yeah, some bad stuff like the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh god. <laughs> Well, but the Cuban he, Missile Crisis wasn't necessarily Kennedy's fault, though. Yes, it was. The whole thing that started it was the U.S. putting harsh. missiles in Turkey. That's true. That is part of it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, the Bay of Pigs was all his fault, though. A disaster. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Um, he was a very charismatic guy, though. Yeah, I think the, if he would have just gotten more time, he would have had more of a impact, you know. What is super base? I don't know what that is. Um, that's on Obama. I mean, he got us out of the recession pretty quick. I'll give him that. And he set up the economy for um, for Trump. Okay, uh, uh, here's another thing that I need to tell y'all. To all of the conservatives out there that say this is the economy is all because of... You can get me on the record saying this for TikTok. I don't care. I want to give y'all my true opinions. This economy is not all because of Trump. While Trump does deserve some credit, yes, it was... The whole he's based Trump has basically continued what Obama started. That's that's what this is. It's just the cycles of like our capitalist economy. Um, who do you think was the worst president? You're not gonna like this, but I think FDR was def. Actually, no, 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 not not FDR, not not the worst. I definitely disagree with him. The worst, <sighs> probably Andrew Jackson. I would say James Buchanan, but yeah, he was horrible as well. Um, Nick Doobie shifting to the left. I'm not going. Okay, guys, I'm. Oh, the, here's how the political access works. This this way is economically, and this way is like socially. Okay, I'm not going any further left economically at all. I'm like I posted my political compass test on my Instagram today. Y'all can look at it. I'm three quarters to the right. And I'm like, actually, I'm like 7.3 to the right and like negative 1.3 down. Um, what is this? You think you're funny? How you think? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, what are they talking about? I have no clue. Satanism, like if you're talking about the worship of Satan, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree as a Christian. Heck no. I mean, it's probably just as valid as every other religion, but you know. Um, 
Nick, would you vote for Trump if you're old enough? I will be able to vote in November. Will you be able to vote in November? Yeah. Are you going to give Biden your vote? Most likely. Why, dude? He's literally actually done racist stuff. Like, in literally politics, though. Literally, the reasons are Supreme Court and DACA. I mean, I, I respect I respect that. That that's that's definitely you looking and at I, as from a more broad um from a more broad lens than just the fact that there's a chance he nominates like a more left wing VP and then they'll vote for him too. He'll probably he'll probably nominate somebody who's right center though. I don't think he'll nominate a left wing. If he's smart, he would. But well, he's not. There's no way he'll have the cognitive like reasoning to be able to complete a second term. I don't think so. Okay, hold up. No, there was another question. I don't remember. <sighs> Biden is more racist than Trump. Well, he definitely has done some racist stuff in the past. I mean, nobody can deny that. His record well, reflects Trump it. has had his run-ins with race, too. He got sued for it. He did. Um, but I think that it's a little... Yes, guys, I'm still voting for Trump. Yes, I'm still voting for Trump. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he has. But, I mean, his record since then has showed that he's definitely not a racist person. Um, Joe Biden's, I don't know about that. Um, I do, yes. I don't um, think Wait, what was the question? Oh, it was, do you agree with the assassination of Salmani and the leaving of the Iranian deal? No, I disagree with both of them. Yeah. So I mean, the Iranian deal, they were actually following that. Like the international, the international atomic energy agency, they found that they were following it. And we were actually the ones who violated it because we imposed sanctions on medicine and stuff like that that violated it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of sanctions. I'm more a fan of um, free trade and everything. But – um. I kind of agree with the assassination of the general for sure. Not necessarily the nuclear. I mean, the nuclear deal, we were just giving them a lot of money. I mean, the the assassination certainly didn't turn into World War Three, like a lot of people said. Oh, but yeah. I think, I think that's a lot, like I said, but I think that's a lot down to do Iran's actions when they uh, purposely de-escalated. I mean... I guess so. I just he was responsible for a lot of terror in the region. I mean, he led a bunch. I mean, of it's the Middle East. We're responsible for way more terror. Like, imagine if Mike Pompeo just got drone striked. You don't. That's not how diplomacy works. And what it does is it sets a precedent. Right? There's plenty of bad people. Xi Jinping, Kim Jong Un, Vladimir Putin. You don't just drone strike them. Okay. Well, Vlad Vladimir. Yeah, he's a bad person. I'm not going to even get on that. I mean, it's just. I'm kind of I'm kind of split on that. I think that the especially outcome, the outcome like, hasn't necessarily been bad though since then. So I don't think that it had really much of a negative effect. It does spur a lot of ISIS and Al Qaeda growth because Iran are no. very are very much against the uh, uh, the opposite sect of Islam, right? They a were lot the of one. a lot of terror in the region was created by so. yeah, but th they specifically had done a lot to decrease the numbers of ISIS and Al Qaeda. A lot. They gave a lot of guns to them too. No, no, no. Acc they didn't accidentally. Accidentally, they did. Oh um, well, again, they Soleimani was working with us in Syria to defeat ISIS. Well, well we fund them too. He obviously wasn't. He obviously wasn't working with us if he got assassinated. But they. I mean, 
Um, you got this simp right here. Nimco. I don't know who that is. Are they in the Discord as well? Yeah. Does Snowflake stand for the flag? Um. Yeah, I stand for it. That's good. I respect that. Thoughts on police enforcement. What about police enforcement? Um, I think it's brutal. You know, it can be at times, but the majority of the time, it's not. <sighs> Sorry, buddy, I can't do that. Would you date somebody with pink hair? I mean, like, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't, but like, I mean, pink hair yeah, just... isn't attract. It's not attractive to me. I'm not gonna say I would Depends never. Who the person is. Um. Okay, y'all idiots to keep asking this. Literally, stop. It's that's literally so stupid. <laughs> How do you think we should change struggling cities like Baltimore, Compton? I'm not a I, honestly. Uh, do you think it's all because of Democrats? Like no, here? I don't. I, I'm okay. I'm not a stupid person. I, I don't. I hope you don't think I'm a stupid guy. And I no, no. You've this has no. been fun. Yeah. Um. No. Like I said, I, I'm not a person who's going to just say that this is all Trump's economy. Obama definitely deserves a lot of the credit. Uh, well, should it be called racism or reverse racism? I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. Um, Nick, are you Jewish? I have some like Jewish um, ethnicity in me, but I'm not like, like a, I'm a Christian. I'm not like a Jewish. Like I'm not a follower of judaism um that's on the confederate flag we already talked about that israel what's your opinion on israel um i'm not as like anti-israel as a lot of people on the left like i support a two-state solution however we should not be like sending billions to them so they can like, i agree bomb israeli or palestinian civilians I, I agree with you as well Kyle Kalinsky versus Ben Shapiro. I would like to see that. Yeah, he usually debates dumb people. <laughs> I'll be the first. To, I won't be the first to say that. Um, I'm probably gonna end this in a couple minutes, guys. So just a few more questions. Um, fuck Palestine. <laughs> wow. wow, dang. I mean, I don't really like Hamas, but. It's not like the victims of Israel or Hamas. Yeah, I don't agree with Israel bombing like um, hospitals and elementary schools. Yeah, no, that's horrible. We should not be funding them like that. I don't think that we should be just giving foreign aid to anybody like that. Um, what are your thoughts on the Sanders Green New Deal? I don't support it, but I know he does. Yeah, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Um. Thoughts on calling COVID COVID nineteen the Chinese virus? We already talked. We about talked that. about that. People always what, thoughts on Christianity. People always say you can defend some things with the Bible. I mean, like I don't know defend what things you're talking about, but I mean, I'm a Christian. I don't think you are, right? No. Are you like a complete atheist? Um, I really don't think it's something we can know, right? What do I believe? I don't think there's any kind of evidence for a god, but I can't say what started the universe, right? But I, I do know that, you know, a lot of the Bible is very inaccurate, right? It's not 6,000 years old. 
It's not flat. I mean, I disagree with you there, but we can we can do that. We can do that another time. I don't want to get into. Yeah, it. yeah. It's... Um, can you debate Natalie? I don't know who that is. Um, I saw another one that I wanted to do, talk about, but I can't find it now. Oh no, my PS4 is turning off. Dang it! Now my lights are gonna turn off. Crap. The Bible doesn't say the Earth is flat. It does say that. Where does it say that? I've never even heard that. Uh, I'll have to find the specific verse, but there is one. It says it has like four corners or something. And then it's like level. Does the Bible say the earth is flat? Okay, so this website is saying that people are taking it out of context when they say that. Um, I haven't really done much looking into it, so I could be misusing yeah, it. Oh, crap. My lights are turning off, guys. Sorry. No, but... I mean, a lot of the things that the Bible says, like, you have to not take them out of context. Like, the Bible says to, to stone gay people. That's what the Bible says. But I don't think that it li- – it doesn't literally mean to kill people. It just – Then what does it mean? It, mean, it means that it's a sin. I don't think it literally means to kill people. You got to remember that the Bible has been translated, like, many times. So not everything in it is, like, completely in the context that we would think of today. I, I, just a quick question here. This could be the last one. Do you think calling homosexuality an abomination is homophobic? Again, you have to take that into context. He's just trying to say that it's a sin. But and it's also it, been it's also it, it's been translated though. That's been translated. It an abomination. That shows like a significant like uh, problem with it, and that you're very much against it. But again, just, it's it's you can't you can't take it out of context though. All right. I, I think that, and also it was Paul. Paul wrote that. It, God did not write that. I mean, Paul. God spoke through Paul, but some of it too was was Paul. That's how I see it. And um, it's it's not God literally saying that they're an abomination. It's Paul. And in the original Hebrew context, it doesn't even really translate exactly to that. It just says that it's wrong or something like that. Um. What are your thoughts on the Sanders Union deal? We kind of briefly discussed that already. What are your thoughts on feminism? I mean, like people are, people have the right to protest and do whatever they want as long as it's a peaceful protest. But I mean, a lot of the protests that I've seen with feminism have been pretty violent lately. I'm um, fine with it. I guess it's a place to exist. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it existing. I don't necessarily agree with the movement because I don't think that they're – I don't understand what they're fighting for at this point. But – um. Um, if you could vote for Democrat in the ra- any Democrat in the race, who would it be? Um, I gotta think. Probably Yang. Yeah, obviously I'm Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, you can't debate an atheist. Why not? What? I think anybody can debate on anything. Um, we already talked about the Confederate flag. Um, thoughts on EFO? I've never heard that word before. Ephobophilia? No idea what that is. Ephobophilia is the oh god! It's like interest in like like adolescence, like oh, it's just like people. it's basically pedophilia. Yeah, with like extra steps. Nasty. Yeah. Um. 
Nick, can you please explain how you can believe in evolution and be a Christian? Well, the Bible never specifically says that evolution doesn't exist. But, but here's the problem. Age of which the earth, the like the age of the earth that the Bible says is incompatible with the theory of evolution. It's not true. It can't occur over that short a time. Okay. But, it takes it takes millions and billions okay, of years. But you don't know how long that the days were. When God when God created the earth and he said days he doesn't he didn't i don't think he literally meant like they were like one day apart we no nobody knows how long the, the days were when he was referring to that even just the longest estimate ten thousand years that's not enough time for evolution hey, no but here's the thing it, you can't estimate that nobody knows i mean nobody knows like christians say that like you know ken ham is i'm i've heard the name but i don't know a lot about him yeah he's a big on the bible and he has uh, said it's ten thousand years old I don't think the earth is 10,000 years old. Okay. Well, at least there's that. Um, um, okay. But people in the Bible couldn't live that long. Yeah, that's true. It isn't, wasn't Noah like several hundred years old. That's what the Bible said, but the years could be different too. Like the, the way that they told time was different back then as well. Um, uh, equal rights equals equal fight. I mean, I agree with that. If you're talking about like the draft, do you think that women should be subjected to the draft as well as men? No. You don't think women should be in the draft? No. Why? Why should women go and fight on the front lines? I don't think anyone should be subjected to the draft. I think that if you want equal representation, you should have equal. I don't think men should be subjected, so why would I think women should be subjected? Well, I think that we definitely need to have a draft like I mean, the draft it was it was basically abolished 70 years ago. Yeah, but you still have to sign up for it like True. I think that we need to have one cuz I mean like if we got into a World War 3, I mean, we might need that. We do have a very big reserve, but like say we got yeah. into a war with Russia or China, I mean like we definitely have way better intelligence and way better equipment, but I mean, Russia and China have us way beat on manpower, just like numbers alone. Should we like I, cut this off at two hours? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. This is definitely the longest stream by far. It was a good conversation, though. Um, thoughts on straight pride? It's useless. <laughs> well. I think anybody should have pride for whatever they believe in, to be honest. Yeah, but, like, when has, like, straight people ever been, like, denied or discriminated against in America? I'm like, not, gay, I, I never gay pride makes sense because at one point it was oppressed. So I just don't understand the thing of straight pride. Makes no sense. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not I, I didn't say we should have, like, Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking festival. in general. Yeah, we shouldn't have, like, a, I mean, if, the, if people want to have a straight pride festival, they're allowed to, obviously. Like, the state shouldn't suppress that, right? But, I mean, there's no point. Why are people saying the coming of the coronavirus is Trump's fault? Well, I mean, like Trump, if he would have acted more, um, he if he would have been more strict about it in the future, I think that we might have been able to prevent it some. But there has also been a study that showed if China would have been wouldn't have lied about it and stuff that it, we could have prevented the spread to 95 percent of the rest of the world. Um, it's on a cab. Isn't a cab all cops or bastards? Isn't yeah, that it is. That's so stupid. I'm sorry. Well, it's not really about 
personal like decisions and who you are as a person. It's about the fact that these laws that they are enforcing are inherently racist and bigoted. Like which ones? The war on drugs. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And stop. And I don't frisk. think that they're necessarily. Well, yeah, stop and frisk. Isn't that only New York though? Yeah, but it's a it's a good example of all cops enforcing a racist law. Well, the cops just enforce what they're told to enforce. The cops don't exactly that they're they're the like they do the dirty work, and that's why that's where ACAB comes from. Well, yeah, I don't think that people should be just um, arrested for just using drugs. People want to, they want to do whatever they can do, whatever. I don't, I could care less. Um, war on drugs is necessary for the economy. Why? That's Ooh, cost. That's... Why? That just costs more money to put people in prison. <laughs> Man, that's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. It's like twenty thousand dollars a year, and not to mention like drugs don't really, other than like legalized weed, they don't profit the government at all. It just wastes no. money. Just waste money trying to arrest people for it. Um. All right, guys. It's been about two hours. I think that I'm going to end it here. Yeah. Um. It was a good talk. Probably snowflake. I'll have to get yeah. you out another time. Um. Bye, everybody. All right. Uh. Broadcast is just ended.